Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. So did you know that in the Bible, from cover to cover, it never even questions the existence of God. Never even questions the existence of God. <clears throat> I think it's interesting because I'm reading a book that's very, very thick. And I'm not saying that to sound impressive. I'm saying that because I'm crazy enough to try to read this book, and it's huge. But it's called The Portable Seminary. And David Horton's the editor, and it's big. It has a very, very large section in it about God. And all of the little philosophical things that occur. You know, it's fascinating that in Gentile thinking, okay, in Gentile thought, we virtually, and I say we because, you know, if you're not ethnically Jewish or Gentile, have questioned and, 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 and thought to just analyze the ever-loving pejeebers out of God since the get-go, forever. But initially, Jews didn't think that way. It was a given that God exists. Now, the question was, what were you going to do with your relationship with God. What kind of relationship did you want? And if you read the Old Testament, in the beginning, there were quite a few little gods running around, quote-unquote. And this really had a lot more to do with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob saying, I am your God, Israel's God. Now, getting back to the fact that the Bible never questions the existence of God, um, there's Psalm 53, 1, which is an interesting, an interesting uh, chapter. But 53.1 basically just comes right out and says it. It says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity, and there is none that doeth good. So this is poetry, alright? So in the ESV, English Standard Version, it says... The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity, which is sin. 
There's none who does good. Now, it's trying to kind of superemphasize to prove a point. And the point is that it was really just inconceivable to them that you could even think that there wasn't a God. It's super fascinating. At least to me because I love these documentaries on uh, older civilizations like the Inca and the Maya, the Toltec, the Olmec, uh, ancient Greeks, the Etruscans, all of these very ancient cultures who did fantastic things. These cultures had algebra and engineering techniques that we still don't know how they did it. I mean, literally, we don't know how they did it. And then we just, you know, throw our hands in the air and say, what happened to them? What happened to them? They were so smart. Had so many things going on. Well, guess what else they were? They were very warlike. Very savage. Very brutal. And very pagan. Why did they vanish? And of course, in Peru, there's actually, I believe, still descendants of uh, the Inca, I believe. Or maybe the Maya. But for the most part, I mean, those civilizations just poof. I wonder why. It's because, unfortunately, <laughs> what David has to say, and this is a psalm of David in 53 1. Now, these guys, of course, had gods, these ancient civilizations. But they didn't recognize the God as God. And I think the second half of this verse may uh, apply. They're corrupt and being abominable, doing abominable iniquity, okay? horrible sin there is none who does good so I mean it just those societies just fleshed themselves right down the right down the john now let's look at a verse in Hebrews Hebrews 11 6 Because faith is something that people try to separate from fact. Uh, you'll hear people say, oh, that's just blind faith. Faith, faith, what does that mean? Faith doesn't mean anything. 
Well, everybody's got faith in something. Even if you don't have faith in God or a God, you got faith in something. Getting up in the morning and going to work, people have faith. You got, you got faith that the water will come on. Faith that you can get to work even. You got faith that they'll pay you. You're... You may be thinking, well, that's a pretty simplistic view of faith. Well, it's expectation. That's what it is. Expectation and its certainty in expectation that something will happen. Um, so Hebrews 11.6 says... But without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's God. For he, God, or excuse me, he, the person that cometh to God, must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is true. Now notice the word diligently. That takes dedication, that takes focus, that takes prayer, Bible study, and outreach. So, um, you get out of a relationship what you put into the relationship. And that pretty much works for just about everybody. The thing about God is that he will reach for you more than any human on the planet. He will come the distance of eternity to get to you if you reach for him. Now, there are people who are thinking... Well, I don't understand. You got people who are dying, kids who are dying, horrible things are going on. Well, you know, what do you mean? That doesn't make any sense. Well, we live in a world that is full of sin, and which sin, of course, is a biblical word, and it shouldn't be a word we, sh you know, shirk from, shrink from but it is because it means corruption really there, this world is full of corruption in every level unfortunately and it's the biblical term sin that stands for that and that breaks down, dissolves and destroys And then we say, well, why didn't God do something about that? If he cares about anybody, why did he? Well, he did. <laughs> he did. That's why he came. That's why Jesus showed up. But here's the thing. You have to reach for God. Because God's not going to force us to care for him. 
and I like the first half. Or, or actually, in the, the middle of this verse in Hebrews. Because it says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Well, why would you? Why, why, you know, why would you come to God if you don't believe he's there? I have firmly contended and said repeatedly that I truly believe that God hears every prayer we mean. Now, is he able to give us exactly what we want? I mean, you, you may really, really want $500 million. But it may not get to you. Of course, if you listen to some faith preachers, they'll tell you, oh, no, it's possible. Okay, well... I think that has to do with God qualifying people because God doesn't want to destroy people. I mean, there's enough stories about the lottery destroying people. The thing is, is you do. You have to be, and it doesn't stop there, believe that he is, but also it says, it says this, and this is awesome, and that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He does. Now, what is that reward? Let's say this. It will be a reward that you 100% love 100% appreciate, hopefully, and 100% know comes from him. Now, back to the question. Just like I've said before, that if you really don't believe that God is there, then prayer is the stupidest thing you can do. Because basically, other than kind of meditating, you get no benefit, quote-unquote. People that do not believe God don't pray to Him, usually. Because again, I say, God hears every prayer you mean. Well, if you're just, oh yes, okay, I'm talking to the big man upstairs. Well, no. God appreciates the people who appreciate him. Believe in the God who believes in you. Because he does. He does. And I believe the reason the word diligently seek him is in there is because faith takes effort. Belonging to the living God takes effort. Moral effort and every other kind of effort. You have to try to do better and to stay and to act like one of His. 
because everything in this world is pulling you to act anything but godly or godlike. It's pulling you away. So that's why I always try to say and encourage people to keep on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.